My name is Scott, and I am a compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here tonight. Um, so I do not believe that Zoom meetings are fully anonymous, which is why I'm using the call-in option. So I don't have access to the video or the chat tonight. Uh, I was recently asked to speak at another meeting, and I told the speaker getter, well, I am available to speak, but here's the deal, and here's the reason why the deal is the deal. And um, her response was, well, we sort of like to see people's faces. And I said, I'm sure you do, but unfortunately, that doesn't change the fact that Zoom meetings are not anonymous. So for the next 10 minutes, she and I had sort of a heated discussion where she pled her case and I pled mine. And at the end of our discussion, we sort of mutually agreed without using the language to uninvite me from speaking at her meeting, which is unfortunate because A, I did nothing wrong, and B, unless there's specifically a meeting tradition that states that the speaker is to appear on camera or not, um, my experience, strength, and hope stays the same, whether I'm on camera or not on camera. Um, anyway, um, I'm super grateful to be here. You know, I feel really old. I recently turned 51 years old, and I feel as though this last year of my life physically has been my most difficult since the food days. Uh, about a year ago, I started experiencing some vision issues, and I very reluctantly saw an eye doctor who gave me a prescription for glasses. I sat on that prescription for four months. And even after getting my new glasses, the new glasses just sat on our coffee table for about two weeks. But then I had a heart-to-heart -heart with my higher power that I humbly call God for today. It was a typical step 11. For those of you who don't know, step 11, prayer, talking to God, meditation, listening to God. And it went a little something like this. Do you want to read or do you not want to read? I want to read. Well, then you need to wear the freaking glasses already. So guess what? I wore the freaking glasses already. I've been reading a lot, just like I used to. Uh, another thing that's happened in the last year that's made me feel sort of old, and there's more than two things that have, that have happened to me physically, but I'm only sharing two with you tonight, is several months ago, I injured my left foot. And mysteriously, that left foot injury turned into a right foot injury, and over the last few months, I feel as though my left and right feet have been playing a game of ping pong, paddling back and forth the pain. Now, no offense, but I hate doctors. I don't trust doctors, and I have no reason to trust doctors. But Mrs. Wright, that's my wife, she was growing very concerned about the pain, and uh, she wanted me to see a doctor, so I made an appointment to see someone, and... Um, this person ordered several blood tests, which I did, and guess what? With one exception, everything came back within normal range. The one thing that did not come back within normal range was the one thing we kind of expected not to come back within normal range because it's kind of sort of related to the feet, but everything else came back within the normal range, including my blood sugar. I was sharing at my home meeting recently that I should be a diabetic because I come from a family of diabetics. My mother's a diabetic. My father's a diabetic. My younger sister's a diabetic. I believe three out of my four grandparents are diabetic. And if I really wanted to search hard and deep, which I don't, I'm sure that I would discover that I either have or had 
aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, or cousins that either are or were diabetic. Giving up white sugar is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And to this day, I am still incredibly grateful to sponsor number one, sponsor number two, and to a number of OA members who, when I was a newcomer, taught me how to welcome in some good habits and let go of some bad habits. So March 26, 2001, that was day one off of white sugar. That was over 22 years ago. On July 1st, 2010, I let go of wheat products, including white flour. I gave up corn products. I gave up rice products. And I gave up most potato products. For some reason, I can handle Japanese sweet potatoes and purple potatoes. But all other potatoes, I cannot handle responsibly. During the fall of 2012, I gave up diet soda traditional diet soda, meaning your Diet Cokes, Diet Pepsis, Diet Dr. Peppers, the stuff that's artificially, you know, flavored, colored, you know, sweetened, you know, dyed, all that stuff, the stuff that's heavily caffeinated. Um, one year after getting off of white sugar, I took on a new bad habit. I became addicted to diet soda. In fact, it turned out that my addiction to diet soda was much worse than my addiction to sugared or corn soda. In fact, when I gave up diet soda during the fall of 2012, I was drinking over two and a half gallons of that stuff per day. And you know what? There are consequences to that. In February of 2013, I gave up caffeine altogether. One month later in March of 2013, I gave up most animal products. Now, I want to make something very very, very clear. I did not give up most animal products for any social, political, or, or environmental cause. I gave up most animal products because I cannot handle most animal products responsibly. I need to eat three pounds of beef in one sitting. I need to eat two pounds of carnitas pork and then drink the grease afterwards and get a really bad headache in one sitting. I need to eat a one pound brick of cheese in one sitting. And you know what? There are consequences to that. I much prefer my life today where I have three to five bowel movements per, per day versus one to two bowel movements per week. And no, I'm not full of crap. And yes, I kind of like feeling like a regular guy. And I've given up some other things unrelated to food. Um, for example, many years ago, I gave up social media because that was blocking me from God. But even though I've never had perfect food, I'd like to think that I take the physical part of this disease pretty seriously. But the physical part of this disease only makes up one third of the OA recovery pie. For those of you who don't know, OA is a three-pronged recovery program, physical, emotional and spiritual or as i like to say the physical is about the food the emotional is about the mood and the spiritual is about the tood as an attitude physical emotional spiritual food mood tood or attitude now step one is the only step that addresses the physical part of this disease and the end goal of step one, at least for me, is to gain at least a little bit of clarity. Now, as you can tell from those dates I provided, I did not give up all of my God blockers at once. 
And by the way, I like to call them God blockers because that's exactly what they do. They block me from God. They block me from my potential. They prevent me from acting like a grown-up. I had to work several step ones before I was completely free of my God blockers. But guess what happened? Each time I gave up a God blocker, I gained more and more clarity. That clarity was absolutely necessary if I wanted to successfully tackle the emotional part of recovery. So the emotional part of recovery is dealt with in steps uh, two through nine. When I look at steps two through nine, I see four pairs of married steps. Two and three are married. Four and five are married. Six and seven are married. Eight and nine are married. When I look at the even-numbered steps, two, four, six, and eight, I see steps that ask me to gather data and to gather information about myself. And with that data, with that information about myself, I am to create lists. When I look at the odd-numbered steps, three, five, seven, and nine, I see steps that ask me to eventually take actions based on the list or step to which they are married. For example, my step three actions are based on my step two list. My step five actions are based on my step four list. My step seven actions are based on my step six list. And my step nine actions are based on my step eight list. Now, the emotional part of recovery is all about dealing with what I like to call the narrative. I am the author of several great works of fiction that I store up in my head at the Library of Scott. And the end goal for the emotional part of recovery, for me at least, is to gain hope and to really buy into this idea that maybe there's a different way of living. I will need my newfound hope and belief that there's a different way of living if I want to successfully tackle this spiritual part of recovery. Now, the spiritual part of recovery is dealt with in steps 10, 11, and 12. This is where I get to deal with my luxury problems. These are the problems that I now get to have as a result of OA recovery. So for 10, 11, and 12, I'm going to share with you tonight a real-life current example. So I'm married to a woman that I call Mrs. Wright, R-I-G-H-T, as in correct. Now, when she was growing up, Mrs. Wright was not exposed to many of the things I was exposed to when I was growing up. For example, Mrs. Wright was not allowed to watch TV or movies. Mrs. Wright was not allowed to eat fast food or drink sodas. On Saturday mornings, Mrs. Wright did not watch cartoons. Instead, she, with her sister, did chores around the house. Mrs. Wright, for most of her life, attended what I I like to refer to as a fancy private school. Mrs. Wright is is very shy and soft-spoken. Mrs. Wright loves listening to classical music. Mrs. Wright is a therapist with her own practice. Mrs. Wright reads two books per week, over 100 books per year. But you know what? She's not perfect. Um, She's lived a pretty clean life for the for the most part, but there is there are some issues that that I get to deal with now thanks to OA recovery. So Mrs. Wright understands that food is my medicine and medicine is my food. And Mrs. Wright understands that before I eat my medicine, I must cook my medicine. And before I cook my medicine, I must prepare my medicine. Mrs. Wright understands that the best best place for me to prepare my medicine 
is on our lovely kitchen counters. I have asked Mrs. Wright many times, please do not leave things on the kitchen counters. And for whatever reason, she just has a hard time giving that to me on a consistent basis. So I no longer ask Mrs. Wright to keep things off the kitchen counters. I now tell Mrs. Wright to keep things off the kitchen counters. But don't worry, it's not what you think. So I don't know about you, but I don't like being told what to do. And you know who else doesn't like being told what to do? Mrs. Wright. So I don't really have the need anymore to point out the fact that there are things on the kitchen counter when there, when there are. But when I do, I now try to um, make it into sort of a fun interaction between Mrs. Wright and me. So I'll give you an example. So I don't really call Mrs. Wright by her first name. I usually call her beautiful. That's just my nickname for her. It's just kind of, to me, that's her name. So I may sound a little like this. Hey, beautiful, would you be a turtle dove with sugar on top and help me clear off these kitchen counters? Now, when Mrs. Wright hears that silliness, I mean, first of all, I don't know what a turtle dove with sugar on top is, but it sounds kind of cute. But when Mrs. Wright hears that silliness, she'll smile, and sometimes she'll laugh, and then she'll help me clear off the kitchen counters. That, in a nutshell, is how I practice steps 10, 11, and 12 for today. And don't worry, if that doesn't make sense to you, keep coming back, and I promise you, one day that'll make sense. So anyway, that is just one of my many examples of luxury problems that I get to have today, thanks to OA Recovery. Uh, my problems of today are much more preferable to my problems of yesterday. One and minute. as long as I don't pick up the, thank you for the, for, the, for, the, for the one minute warning. So as long as I don't pick up the fork, my problems of tomorrow will be more preferable to my problems of today, which again, are much more preferable to my problems of, of yesterday. Anyway, hope that that was helpful and thank you for, for listening.